no, 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 no! You almost had it! Let's see, if I move this here and connect this wire with that wire, then that should... told me that I could never make the thing work with a clothes hanger as the antenna. And by them I do of course mean me. But that is neither here nor there. The point is that it works and you can hear me. <sighs> okay, so my name is Albert Akintosh, but everyone just calls me the scientist or that guy in the attic. And I am in dire need of your help. I'm broadcasting from the attic of the all-inclusive, mystical, and almost certainly magical Hotel Elsewhere. And they are watching me. They're, they're onto me. The management. And if the management is onto you, you have not got long left. Though I suppose it has just been me alone in this cold attic for years now. I've lived a life of solitude, you see. I had to make this radio contraption just for a little company. But it all seems so futile now that I'm alone. What are you talking about? Holy snapping turtles, Brian! I forgot you were in here. I thought I was... alone. I have been here for 35 years. You invented me. I made you coffee this morning. Well, why didn't you say something then? I didn't have anything to say. Actually, Brian, you have far too much to say. I remember back when I invented you. You were my pride and joy. Albert Akintosh's autonomous android. Then I had to go and spill my pudding cup on you and give you sentience, a personality, and the unbridled ability to annoy me. I can understand why the management is after you. You know what they're like. They'll hunt you down. You think you're safe in this attic? Nowhere is safe and they're coming for you. Oh, you've only gone and done it now. They must have triangulated your remarks and zeroed in on our location. Or perhaps it's room service. Quiet! I'm getting some interference on the radio machine. Incoming transmission from room number 231. The croquet room. Deborah, why are the crew cables exploding when we hit them? I don't know, but they taste awfully delicious. Deborah, stop eating the balls! You've led them straight to us, Brian! Sir, You've led them straight to us! Me. How could you? Right, I just want to say that you have done this to yourself. Self-defense protocol initiated. No, 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 please. Not the rubber bands, not the lasers, not the snapping turtles. Incoming transmission from room number 842, the apple room. Dear, all of these apples I'm picking seem to be rather firm. Almost, um, croquable-like. Pop them in the basket. I'm sure they just need to ripen. I don't think that's a good idea. No one will know. Have you calmed down now? Yes, yes, um, I think I'm fine. I guess you're right. Perhaps this was all just a figment of my imagination. I think we might be alright from here on out, my old chum. We can just sit back and relax, safe in the knowledge that there is nothing left to be afraid of. Now, I know you're just trying to scare me by hacking into the radio desk. A clever trick you've done there with all the satanic symbols on the monitors. 
Ah, he's on fire now as well. You are a mischievous mechanical minx, aren't you, Brian? I am not responsible for any of this. Ah, right. Well, that's not ideal, is it? I did not realise I was programmed to feel fear until this moment. I'm not ready to die, Brian. That's unfortunate. Where is your empathy, my old chum? I believe you left the compassion module of my personality on the ironing board. You removed it after I donated the majority of your estate to the donkey sanctuary. Don't you remember? Well, this is just typical Brian, isn't it? I don't know what I expected, really. After my long and storied life, I'm going to be cut down in my prime by the hotel management. And, as if my inevitable doom was not bad enough, my only companion as I slide into the restless sea of oblivion is a rusty bucket of bolts with a broom for a leg and a malfunctioning processor. I hate you, Brian. You're the thorn in my side. You're the plectrum from the fellow my acoustic guitar you're the the you are the eve in my garden of eden you had to go and eat the apple didn't you brian all of my suffering is down to you if i could undo a single thing in all of human history it would be the creation of you brian It appears to be fine now. Yes, yes, it does appear to be fine. Listen, um, about that, um, little outburst, um... You've called me worse. You called me worse this week. Well, at least we live to fight another day, eh, old friend? We're not there yet. Right, you are. It's a bit nippy in here, isn't it? I cannot feel temperature. Okay, uh, can you, can you fix it? No. What are you even good for, then? Uh, okay, for now, let's see if we can get the radio tuned properly, eh? It's already working. Don't pull that wire. Incoming transmission from room number 1888. The saloon. Hey, uh, Mary, Mary Rose, who, who, who's that cowpoke who just stepped in through those doors? He's got a pistol on his hip the size of the Midwest, and a, a ten-gallon hat looks like it could store fifty gallons. Huh. I'll bet my last can of beans he's got the ego to boot. Oh, Davy, you old cooch, you must have been living under a rock, drinking yourself into some kind of stupor if you haven't heard of that strapping fella. They call him the Rider of... The... the Rider of what? Nah, that's just his name. The Rider of... Last boy tried to name him, ending up in an early grave. He killed him? Nah, he just slipped up into the machine at the tuna canning plant. That's neither here nor there. Oh, well, well, Mary Rose, <clears throat> I, I can't see any reason for a mean outlaw like that to be hanging around in a place like this. I heard rumors that the man who killed his wife is hiding out right here, in our own little saloon. All right, you slack jaws, whiskey-soaked, bad accent, son of a guns. I'm here to get my man, and I'll blow anyone away who tries to get in, in my way. That's right, old man. I'm here for you. Me? No, him. Me? Nah, I said him. Stand down, fellas. He's looking for me. Big Barbilla Ray. Do you know how many years I've been hunting you down? I've had to travel far and wide with one thought occupying my mind. 
I left behind the son of the woman that you took from me just so I could track you down. I know he'll never forgive me. But I could never forgive myself if I didn't put a bullet between your eyes. Well, that's just bad parenting right there. You never catch Big Boy Billy Ray doing that to one of his own. You don't get to tell me how to raise my own son, old man. Well, I got news for you. He ain't your son. What? No. No, you you trying to tell me that he's yours? <laughs> That's right, the rider of. He's my little big boy, Billy Ray. But that, that can't be. You, you, uh, after, you just said that you would never do that to one of your own. Big boy... Billy Ray knows what Big Boy Billy Ray said. I'm Big Boy Billy Quit Ray! Quit your talking, old man! Now, there's only one way for us to settle this. A duel. Oh, Davy, can us in. Now, you boys both know the rules. You gotta shoot the other before he shoots you. Now, I want a nice, clean fight. <clears throat> no dirty tricks. No sand in the eye, no spin in the spittoon, no photo friend, and certainly no ask in the audience. And I just want to say, boys, there ain't no place in heaven for men like you. The real casualty? Well, that's gonna be that poor little boy growing up without a father. Now, to your places, fellas. When the clock strikes one, you draw. wire there. Ha <laughs> ha! I fixed it! My genius knows no bounds. Well, Brian, you could have been a bit more helpful, but that's all right. Uh, what were we doing, Brian? The radio show? Brian, if I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times. This is not a radio show. This is an emergency broadcast, you blundering bag of bolts. We're trying to send a distress beacon so someone can come and save me from the ever-watching management. Sir, if I'm completely honest, You've never really explained why you're worried about the management watching you. Actually, come to think of it, how do you know they even are watching you? What do you mean, how do I know that they're watching? There are cameras all over the attic. You put them there. Apparently, you think your inventions are so incredible that the whole world is going to try and steal them. Not the whole world, Brian. Just the management. I just cannot comprehend why you are so frightened of a bunch of middle managers in pinstripe suits. You've never seen them, have you, Brian? They lurk the hallways in the night. From a distance, they may look human, but you mustn't be fooled. They are dark and shadowy creatures, obsessed with keeping everybody in line. They're bulbous bodies bulging out of their suits. The eyes, Brian, all red and unblinking. They have so many eyes, Brian, always watching. Holy snapping turtles. Mayday, mayday. If anyone is hearing me, I need urgent assistance. I'm requesting an immediate evacuation for my good self, Albert Akintosh, and to a far lesser degree, my robotic companion, Brian. 
What about the rest of the hotel guests? There's no time! There will of course need to be some form of secret password, otherwise how am I supposed to know whether or not the person arriving to aid me isn't just a part of the management in disguise? So yes, a phrase. We need to think of a, of, of a phrase. Snapping turtle? Yes, perfect! Snapping turtle! Uh, but wait, we just broadcast the passphrase. Right, I'll think of a new one, but I won't say it! I'll just think it really hard! Have you got it? Good. Perfect. We're ready. Now all we need to do is wait. <sighs> well, if it all goes to plan, we should be saved by the end of the week. Yes. Perhaps someone will be here by the end of the week. No one's going to come and save us, are they, Brian? It's unlikely. I have run the probability and we have a 0.00018% chance of rescue. Right. Well, um, shall we hijack one more transmission? Just for old time's sake. You built this yesterday. Yes, I know. I was just trying to be sentimental, Brian. Incoming transmission from room number 149, the Mixer Memory Cafe. A little bit of engine oil, a scattering of old pennies, a dash of petroleum, Long gentlemen, have a sniff of this and tell me what you think. This is a new scent I just finished. I call it Engine Room. I think we could have this packaged up and shipped off immediately. <sighs> ah, yes, marvellous. It's as if I'm actually there. I think it's missing one more scent. A burning flame. Right you are. This should do the trick. Didn't we just add petroleum? <laughs> Perhaps that was a bit too much You know what, Brian? I think we could have had hours of fun listening in on everybody's shenanigans if it weren't for the dire circumstances. I suppose there's not much point in delaying the inevitable now, is there, really? Brian, it's been a pleasure. Has it? No, not really. That's just what you're supposed to say in moments like these. Ah, finally! You're not one of the hotel management. That's right, sir. I'm one of the hotel technical gremlins. I'm here to fix your radiator. Here to fix the radiator? At a time like this, the management could just waltz right in through the open door. Well, you did complain that it's a bit nippy. A bit nippy, Brian! A bit nippy! The temperature of the room is hardly a cause for concern when the management have been banging on the door all day. Oh, that was me, sir. Yes, yes, but what about the person I saw following me in the hallway, eh? We live in a hotel, sir. There are many people wandering the halls at all times. But he looked exactly like me. He was trying to replace me and take over my work. The management wants my intellectual property. Emphasis on the intellectual. We've had a few mirrors installed recently. Perhaps you just... Yeah, okay. But, uh, hey, um, hmm. well, I, I feel a bit silly now, actually. So, do you want me to fix the radiator? Well, yes, I suppose, if you, if you must. Is it going to be particularly noisy? I am trying to get a distress signal out on the radio here. 
Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'll be as quiet as a mouse's whisper. You won't even know I'm there. Oh, go on then, chap. See, Brian, there's a little rascal that I can really get behind. I can't imagine right, him so doing just, anything to annoy to, me. Right, if, if I just move this over here... And I just, I just keep getting proven wrong today, don't I? I just need to. The only time you've ever been right was when you gave me life. But that was an accident. Exactly. Uh, Gremlin, why didn't you give that a rest for a moment and come and look at my little invention over here? Oh wow, a working robot! Wow, that's amazing, sir. I've never seen anything like it. And is that a coffee maker in its chest? Oh, it's a miracle. A true feat of engineering. I feel truly honoured to have been able to see this with my own eyes. I am not exaggerating when I say that this is the best day of my entire life. Although, I was brought into existence a mere three days ago. Why, thank you. I polished my cylinders this morning, actually. I keep my youthful complexion with a delicious smoothie. The secret ingredient is engine oil. How else would I have these abs of steel? <laughs> They're made of <laughs> aluminium, you joke. imbecile. This is why I never let you talk to people without my permission. No, Gremlin, I was talking about my radio telephonic communications device. Wow! This is the second best invention I've seen today. It is the best. <clears throat> I created it to send out an SOS signal within a 10 mile radius of the hotel. But somehow we seem to be hijacking the signal coming from the rooms inside the hotel. Oh, that sounds like fun. Um, do you mind if maybe I have a go? Oh, oh, all right, go on then. Oh, okay, so what I just... I Incoming th I transmission from room number 354, the cricket room. <laughs> And the bowler is applying a wonderful technique here. And that's a six. What a stunning display of the game, cricket. I think I do agree with you there, David. Though I didn't understand a word you said because the rules to this game are incredibly confusing. Wow. That was really easy. Like, really, 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 really easy. Um, well, I wouldn't say that it's really, 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 really easy. There is a lot of complex circuitry and programming involved in the construction of such a device. It's not something that just anyone can do. Would you like another go, young Master Gremlin? Oh, I don't think I can. If I have any more excitement today, my heart might just Burst. Yes, it has been a rather overwhelming day. Perhaps we should all just calm down and have a drink. Brian? Hot beverage brewing commencing. Please select your drink option. Small black coffee, four extra shots of espresso. A hot chocolate with extra marshmallows and crispy onions, please. And I will have an engine oil frappe. But of course I already know that. <laughs> still can't work out is why the radio system went on the fritz earlier with all the satanic symbols and the fire. You mean like it's doing now, sir? Oh, no, earlier the whole thing ignited in some unexplainable flame. Yes, sir. 
that's what it's doing now. You may want to have a look at this. Ah. Yes. Holy snapping turtles! I'm a part of the group that's just remained calm, I'm sure we can find out why it's just so important to the Hello, listener. I've managed to hack my way into the scientist's rather primitive radio device, so they cannot hear me. But you can. Allow me to introduce myself. I am the demon from room 666. <laughs> well, actually I'm a demon in training. All I have to do to earn my horns is to topple the world's economy. <laughs> Check. Start a chain email that gets shared for years. Check. And finally, drive a single person within this hotel insane. <laughs> The only problem there is that everyone within the hotel is already completely bonkers. They all just seem to get on with life, just with all the things I put around them. Blizzards, plague, a single pixel being broken on their computer screens. But they just don't care. No one cares. Or at least, no one did. Until I discovered this erratic individual who seems to believe that the whole world is out to get him. So it's rather simple to get a reaction out of him. I do have to say, it's rather a lot of fun. With everything I've been doing, I believe that he is just one small push away from breaking point. Although, I do have to admit, it's rather endearing, so perhaps I'll let him enjoy his sanity for a few weeks more. I'm not sure what's really going on, so I'm just going to stand over here and not really do any of it. But I am contributing, I promise, because... It's fine, I've sorted it. Hooray for Brian! You did it! Doop-a-doo, yeah, Brian is... Don't congratulate my machine! Take that back, Brian! Erase that hooray from your database! Gentlemen. I can't help but feel it might be more constructive use of our time to try and figure out what is happening with this machine. Well, could it be a technical error? Some form of mechanical fault? After all, I am a, a technical gremlin. A technical error? A mechanical fault? Listen here, you petulant bundle of green cabbage. My machine is flawless. It is the opus of my life's work. The epitome of audio engineering. Nothing like this could be caused by an error of mine. I hate to admit it, young Master Gremlin, but he is correct. It seems more likely that someone has managed to bypass the security system and wrestle control of the airwaves, though the purpose of such an act continues to elude me. All right, Brian, Gremlin, clear your schedules. We are going to get to the bottom of this and nothing is going to stop us. We need to get our heads together, lay out all the clues. Brian, do we still have that whiteboard? We need somewhere to get all our ideas down. Yes, I believe it's at the back of your storage cupboard. How long do you think it will take to get it out of there? Good question. Let me just run the calculations. About two weeks, give or take. Well, let's get cracking then. Ah, 
I almost forgot about our delightful listeners. Listeners, we remain in a state of emergency. If you have any information, you can contact us by shortwave radio, carrier toucan, or astral projection. We are still looking to escape as soon as we've uncovered the schema behind the nefarious plot to hijack my machine. So if you don't hear from us again, we've been got. Gotten. We've been gotten. Let's get that whiteboard out then, shall we, fellows? Right, so we're going at any anyway. big cupboard, which we store all of our items inside. I don't even know how it works. Oh. I think it might be a pocket dimension. This broadcast has been brought to you by Hotel Elsewhere, scripted under candlelight. Featuring Eddie Lear as the scientist, Lou Spicer as Brian the robot, Matthew Beecham as the gremlin, and Abigail Hackwood as the demon. All additional voices provided by featured artists. Audio engineering and original music by Eddie Lear. Artwork by Abigail Hackwood. If you enjoyed this adventure, please consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash hotel elsewhere. Thank you for listening.